0: and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Today we're going to be discussing the curse and blessing of a highly sensitive. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the differences between a highly sensitive person, or an HSP, and an empath, we're going to be talking about some of the typical struggles of an empath or an HSP or the, the curses, right? Uh, we're also going to be talking about some of the gifts of being sensitive and having an extreme empathy or the blessings. And finally, we're going to talk about how to take care of yourself, how to nurture, protect your gifts, your sensitivities, and be able to offer those to the world. So throughout this podcast, I'm probably going to combine the two terms, overlap the two definitions of an HSP, highly sensitive person, and empath into one, uh, but they are slightly different. Uh, I'm going to now discuss some of those differences. I'm going to share from an article. Uh, this one is by the author Annie. She does not share her last name, but the article is titled HSP versus Empath, What is the Difference? She says like this, highly high sensitivity is an inborn temperament trait possessed by about 20% of people. Highly sensitive people have a more reactive nervous system and therefore experience the world more intensely than the average person. They are more sensitive to sensory stimuli like lights, sounds, smells, and touch. Social stimuli like meeting new people or receiving criticism. Emotional stimuli like their own and other people's feelings. She says, according to Elaine Aaron, HSPs differ from non-HSPs in the following four ways. First is they are more likely to use areas of the brain associated with deep processing. Two, because they are more sensitive to sensory stimuli, they are more vulnerable to overstimulation. Three, they tend to have stronger emotional reactions and higher levels of empathy. And four, they are more likely to notice subtleties that other people miss and can therefore appear more intuitive. She now discusses... A empath. So an empath uh, em- has more empathy than most people. Uh, empathy is the human ability to understand and share the feelings of another human being. She says, we have something called mirror neurons in our brain that help us to imagine ourselves in another person's situation and then trigger emotions as if we were in that situation ourselves. Now, all healthy people are capable of empathy, but it is thought that some people are a bit more capable of it than others. The people towards the more capable end of the spectrum are called empaths, but it's not clear where exactly the cutoff lies she says that empaths are people with usually people with paranormal sensitivity to other people's feelings some people define empaths as those individuals who are extremely sensitive to the feelings and energies of other people animals plants and or physical locations so sensitive that they are considered psychic they have the abilities that are beyond the current scientific understanding and that ends the uh, portion of the article there so you can say that there's a sort of a spectrum uh, where the empaths are on one end, and let's say the narcissist or the psychopaths on the other end, uh, different grades of empathy or lacking empathy in between. And obviously, the narcissist is the one with, with a lack of empathy, there's no empathy at all, and the empath is one with hypersensitivity, hyper-empathic, uh, em- and perhaps the HSP is, is further along that line, uh, is not entirely on the, on, on the end of the spectrum as the empath, but, but certainly close to it. So if you are a sensitive person, if this, these definitions of HSP and empath, uh, if they resonate with you, then you'll probably also resonate with the deep and painful struggle and often loneliness uh, that is very uh, not unique to extremely sensitive people. So the following are some of the struggles or some of the curses, or at least they feel like curses, uh, that people who are HSP or empaths struggle with. First is social anxiety. Now, because as an empath, right, we pick up on energies and we're sort of tapped into a different energetic dimension, it's sometimes hard to uh, communicate with people who are not aware in this way. Therefore, it's not necessarily easy to fit in with most social scenes. Uh, in addition, there's usually a fear of, let's say, making a fool out of ourselves or, or being rejected for being different or knowing too much, right? Seeming, uh, appearing pompous or arrogant. Uh, this usually leads to us, let's say, overthinking, and ultimately, we're not, we're not comfortable being ourselves naturally in, in social scenes leads to sort of awkward situations, and ultimately, when we, uh, when we fear those situations occurring, we're going to be anxious about them, and that'll ultimately lead to, to social anxiety. The next is feeling deeply alone. Feel like people are not able to relate to you. Uh, they're not necessarily seeing what to you is very obvious. When you are energetically sensitive, when you're highly intuitive, you're going to see and you're going to be aware of things. You're gonna that most people are not. You're gonna see sort of a bigger picture, and other people are gonna seem uh, just unaware, unconscious. And this leads to feeling alone and ultimately deeply misunderstood. Uh, it's also gonna lead to usually lead to the desire to, let's say, explain yourself incessantly to explain to others what to you is so obvious and try to simplify it. And ultimately, uh, they're not necessarily going to understand it because they don't, they don't see the same thing you do, right? They don't have those same intuitive gifts. And then you're going to feel mis- usually feel much more misunderstood. You're going to feel deeply further deeply alone. And in many instances, you're going to feel gaslit by the people who themselves, they just simply can't don't have that awareness so it might seem like they're gaslighting you but in reality uh, they can't validate you they can't they don't see what you see in some instances they are gaslighting you let's say in a narcissistic relationship but in many instances they're simply lacking the awareness that you have the next is fear of your own power as a empath as a hsp you're most usually endowed with spiritual gifts and these are extremely powerful gifts so Because these gifts, which usually have the ability to heal people and and create great things and and accomplish unbelievable feats, um, they also have the potential to do great damage. And uh, the true power of these gifts and and the true transformative abilities are something that can be very intimidating to yourself as as uh, an empath. Now, in addition, the empath superpowers are often intimidating towards others as well. And ultimately something that we oftentimes try to dub down or, you know, just avoid not to not to repel people, not to scare people, not to freak people out. Um, And in this instance, sadly, many empaths do deny their own strengths and powers uh, because they don't want to stand out. Right. They don't want to be different. They want to they want to fit in. Next is feeling lost and confused as to your role in the world. Now, because most jobs, most careers are not going to work with your spiritual gifts, it can be very confusing to find your place in the world, to find how you can contribute to the world and uh, what direction to go with your life. So empaths, usually around, you know, teenage years or in their 20s and sometimes through their 30s, uh, sometimes spend a whole life just trying to figure out what works for them, how to use their gifts to to both help the world, but also to make money and to, to survive at the same time. And this period of time could be extremely lonely and oftentimes... Let's say they'll they'll try to cookie cutter themselves into some career that, that just doesn't work. It usually leads to frustration, unfulfillment, feeling burnt out, and uh, feeling lost. Furthermore, in a world that is largely shadow shallow, I'm sorry, and uh, narcissistic, right? Empaths are gonna struggle with the role of being a healer or helping humanity raise its consciousness. Uh, they naturally are gonna have a deep love and a care for people, as well as awareness of how to help people solve their struggle and relieve their Pain, but those who they care for don't necessarily want to change. They don't necessarily want to help themselves or care to make the necessary changes to bring, let's say, abundance or happiness, fulfillment into their lives. And this could feel like they're doing something wrong, make you feel like a, like a failure, and then ultimately they give up on their pursuit of bringing their gifts and, and to the world uh, and helping others. Next is feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, like it's your responsibility to fix everything. This is, this is a big one. Uh, empaths suffer from, usually suffer from extreme guilt and shame if others are not happy and if they do, don't respond to their guidance. Uh, naturally, they're going to feel the deep pain of the world. They're going to sort of take on the, the struggle of the world and feel driven, motivated to, to change the world for the better. And when the world, let's say, doesn't respond, uh, they will continually try, let's say, to, to, to change other people or to better themselves, very often blaming themselves for others not changing, uh, really just maybe just saying that Let's say it's their own skill set for, for the reason why people aren't, aren't doing so. And very often it has nothing to do with the empath, it has nothing to do with the, with the healer, with the sensitive individual, but the person they're attempting to help is not making the choices, is unwilling to, to do the necessary work to, to change their lives for the better. The next struggle, the next curse is going through unbelievable traumas and abuses. Uh, if you are an empath, you've probably experienced narcissistic abuse at some point in your life, maybe several different times. Uh, now, because, as mentioned, empaths are attuned to the subtleties, the energies, and are, are keenly aware of and often take on the pain of others, they are going to put themselves in situations that are, you know, in order to help people that are oftentimes extremely toxic, abusive, and even dangerous, thinking that they, let's say, need to change the way things are, and uh, tirelessly attempting to do so, not realizing that they could actually just walk away that can make that choice. And as a result, they often endure years of intolerable trauma, and this is until they realize that it is not their job to change people or heal people, rather, to, to hold space and live as an example uh, and ultimately taking care of themselves, growing and, and healing their own selves is, is, is by influencing other people. That's how you uh, change the world. That's how you heal the world. Furthermore... Attracting wounded people, right? Exploitive takers, or let's say narcissists, and not being able to protect yourself or set boundaries. Uh, so, empaths are notorious for attracting wounded people. Now, indiv- wounded people are going to be very much attracted to empaths because empaths are healers. Emp- empaths are people who take on other people's pain, transmute it through presence, and, and are, are, are guides, right? Our healers. So, in many instances, the wounded people they attract are exploitive narcissist and they just simply want to take. And because the empath, let's say, doesn't set a boundary or doesn't know when to stop giving or doesn't even realize that th- that's a narcissist and they think that, oh, I just got to stick around and maybe they'll change. So until the empath learns to discern between someone who is wounded and, uh, and has intentions to heal, uh, as opposed to someone, let's say, who's just simply taking or a narcissist, uh, that they suffer incredibly until they realize that, you know, some people don't want to heal and, and you need to just stop giving and uh, ultimately cut ties. Furthermore, an empath represents the light, And everything in the universe has an opposite, a yin-yang. And so a narcissist is sort of a darkness to the empath's light. So a very, very vital, important lesson an empath must learn is that they cannot change the darkness. You cannot fight the darkness, but rather when the darkness is in your life, all you really can do is shine your light. And then a little bit of light can dispel a lot of darkness. Next is addictions in an attempt to soothe intense pain. Uh, because empaths take on people's energy and because they take on deep pain, uh, instead of working with that energy, you know, transmuting it, and ultimately bringing it to the light, uh, what they'll do is they'll try to soothe and they'll just soothe with addictions that are destructive so until they realize that okay through presence through accepting negative energy but not taking it on but rather transmuting it through, through present moment awareness and with love uh, then they will try to escape deny uh, soothe but ultimately none of those are going to be effective next disconnecting from your body to survive and you see this with empaths who suffer greatly they just dissociate and they, they remove themselves from the present moment because empaths are usually in situations where the energies are not balanced, it is incredibly painful, and what they'll do is they'll run away from their bodies in an attempt to escape that pain. Uh, but in reality, in order to truly balance energies of your own and those around you uh, and those of, of the world, of the planet, uh, we have to be in our body. We have to be e- balanced, have equilibrium in the body. So until an empath can learn to come back to their body and make peace with their body and be comfortable in it and balance their own energies, ultimately they are going to to suffer greatly. And the final, final one is... You know, empaths enjoy being alone. Uh, you, they usually get fueled by being alone, and they also have the struggle of feeling deeply alone or uh, deeply lonely when they are alone. So it's a, it's, it's a struggle to, to balance connection and ultimately uh, maintaining the individuality, you know, uh, certainly not, not trying to uh, isolate, but ultimately trying to get that space that they can have their own sense of self and, and their own space to balance their energies, but ultimately balancing that with interconnection uh, with other people. So now let's talk about the, the blessings. Now, the way I see it is, is that every single, so to speak, curse or every single struggle has within it innately a blessing. The reason why it seems like a curse is because it's painful and ultimately we haven't worked with it, we haven't nurtured it, we haven't uh, sort of uncovered what it is that is good about this pain and ultimately use it to, to bring joy, to bring happiness to ourselves and others. So some of the uh, benefits of being an empath, some of the superpowers, some of the blessings include being attuned to energies, which allows you to sense what is going on in yourself and with other people uh, in the truest form. And then with that awareness, uh, being able to use that energy to to help another person, uh, using it to under to decode the information from that energy and uh, offering relevant and effective solutions. And this is why empaths make incredible healers, because they are able to attune to that which is wounded or hurt in another person and be able to reflect that back in a way that offers solution and healing. The next blessing, which could also feel like a curse, uh, is being able to feel deeply and intensely. So pain that they experience empaths sensitive people it's extreme right and but also is the deep pleasure the joy the happiness the fulfillment it's incredibly blissful so uh, that's why uh, empaths you know small things mean so much because ultimately the emotional experience they have is much more rich and as a result their emotional emotional life is much just a much more emotionally rich uh, lifestyle the next uh, blessing would be the ability to feel other people's struggle and their pain intimately and have a keen awareness of what is going on in the other person. They can almost feel like it's going on within in, in themselves, in their own body, in their own life. And this can be a great thing, you know, since they can literally put themselves in the shoes of others to help them. Uh, but sometimes, if not, if not tempered, they can just go ahead and take on other people's energy and, uh, and, and get overwhelmed. Not, again, like I mentioned earlier, uh, being aware of that which is theirs and that which is not. The next is sensitivity to detail. Now, this could be, this could be a, a really amazing thing because it assures that, let's say, small things aren't missed. Right, a job is done meticulously and thoroughly, uh, but it can also be a curse, which which includes perfectionism, rigid thinking, uh, attaching to things, or, or fixating or obsessing over small details that aren't perfect. Um, but when an empath is is healthy, when they're balanced, when they use this skill set, uh, to to they can really uh, pick up on small nuances and small details, which could be which can be extremely important that most people uh, will miss. The next blessing is the ability to balance energies and ba- balance energies of other people. Uh, collectively, they can. They they can uh, rooms you know of uh, people or even cities or even the world uh, and this is an extremely powerful talent and skill uh, and oftentimes because an empath is, is constantly in situations where it's imbalanced they can experience a lot of pain until they realize that if they balance their own energies uh, then when they get good at that they can bring that to locations where there's imbalances and ultimately use their own ability to balance themselves. To balance those around them, which is an incredible uh, experience. You can bring great healing to 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 pain. You can you can bring uh, great uh, joy to those who are suffering. So this is an incredible way to shift energies. Uh, if there's a if there's a negative you know vibe or negative energy field, you can ultimately go into that field, make it positive, and really shift the the consciousness of those around them. The next is they make brilliant mirrors. So this is, there's a good side, there's a great side to this, This, this light, like everything, right? It has a good side and, and this is sort of a, a dark side. Um, but the good side is that they are able to show other people accurately what they need to own within themselves in order to heal. Uh, and this is huge for, for someone who, who wants to heal that they cannot necessarily see within themselves. The empath will mirror them back accurately, and that the individual will be able to see uh, what, what the issue is, and ultimately can also mirror back ways in which they can, can heal those wounds or heal those those shadows or those dark sides. Now, the dark side, the bad side, uh, or the curse, right, is uh, of, of being a mirror is that people who do not like their own mirror, their own reflection, can see them as a threat and, and ultimately bully or abuse them, and oftentimes empaths, because they have this ability uh, and, and the, the, let's say, the narcissist, right, hates themselves, they're going to see their own reflection and then try to destroy the empath. So they also, uh, empaths who are excellent mirrors are also oftentimes feel the need to hide the negative side of others from them. So they'll end up hiding part of themselves from themselves. So this is where you see uh, the, the people pleaser, the trying to fit in and uh, let's say not hurt other people by showing them their darkness or their negative side, will ultimately hide parts of themselves, and that can be very damaging for the empath. And finally, are the clairs, the five clairs, which uh, are the the intuitive senses. That are, uh, namely, the clairaudience, which is when we hear words, sounds, or music in our own mind, own mind's voice. Uh, there's clairvoyance, which is when we uh, vision past, present, and futures. Uh, let's say they flash through our mind's eye or third eye, much like a daydream. There's clairsentience, which means clear feeling. This entails feeling a person or spirit's emotions or feeling another's physical pain. Uh, there's clair aliens, which means clear smelling. Uh, this is being able to smell odors that don't necessarily have any kind of physical source. There is clairgustance, which means clear tasting. This is the ability to taste something that isn't actually there. And finally, there's claircognizance, which means clear knowing. This is when we have knowledge of people or events that we would not normally have knowledge about. So like I mentioned earlier, these uh, blessings are incredible. They're superpowers. And when we nurture them, when we accept them, when we don't deny them or reject them to make other people feel comfortable or to fit in, we're able to tap into the unbelievable blessings and use them to heal ourselves, uh, create abundance, and, and ultimately heal the world. So let's talk about how to protect ourselves, especially in a world that is not too kind, it's 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 in many ways not loving, uh, and in and, and many ways it's, it's narcissistic. So firstly, we want to discern between energy that is ours and that which is not, that which we might be absorbing or taking on. So empaths are like sponges, they absorb other people's energy, and very often they confuse their energy with other people's energy. One of the best ways that this can be done is by nurturing your inner world by Holding space for yourself, taking space and alone time to know what it feels like to be in your own energy, in your own personal vibration. And that way, when you're around others, you'll be able to sort of see the difference between you and others, your energy and others' energy. And if you start, let's say, to get confused between the two, which happens especially in social scenes where there's just too much energy to discern, times we get overwhelmed... When we pay attention to our bodies, to our our emotions, we can then go ahead and take space and get back to our authentic vibration. We can sort of clear out our own energy field. Uh, This is one extremely effective way of doing that. The next is be your own best friend, right? Take care of, accept, and unconditionally love yourself. Be there for you. Uh, So many sensitive people, empaths, what they do is they lose themselves in the service of others. Uh, we start to betray ourselves by people-pleasing and, let's say, not setting healthy boundaries. And then we criticize ourselves for, let's say, not being perfect or not being there for other people in the way we need to. Uh, this leads to, let's say, a lowered self-esteem or even, uh, let's say, a soul loss. Now, here's the thing. You, every, each of you, we all know ourselves better than anyone else, right? You know yourself better than anyone. So your burnout, your overwhelm, your shame, your guilt, essentially, it's a message that you are not necessarily being there for you. So it's important to take the cues from your body, from your emotions, from your intuition and be there for yourself and although this is extremely difficult for empaths or sensitive people who who are the givers who are the kind people who are the the the, the, the sensitive right it's important to adopt a me first attitude and uh, this can be very difficult for empaths who feel like they cannot be okay or happy unless everyone else is okay right unless everyone gets their needs met first the idea is take care of yourself nurture yourself fill yourself up and give from a full glass as opposed to an empty glass And the final tip is to heal your wounds, develop a whole and healthy, independent sense of self. Wounded and broken empaths are like bait to takers and narcissists because uh, they don't necessarily know who they are. They don't have that self-awareness. They uh, they aren't necessarily practicing self-care and self-love. They don't necessarily know what it's like to be themselves. They're going to, by doing that, by developing self-love, by nurturing yourself and knowing what it feels like to be happy, to be whole, be balanced Uh, this is going to repel people who are going to seek to exploit broken shame-based and and damaged you know people sensitive kind people uh, and ultimately they're not going to be able to take advantage of them because if you are happy whole by yourself and if you don't have any those holes in your soul in your psyche uh, there's going to be no ability to vampire because you're not going to have any leaks so to speak so in essence by becoming whole and ensuring that no one can can own your shadows or use your shadows your insecurities or your wounds against you That is an amazing way to protect your energy and uh, assure that you are not going to be taken advantage of by narcissists, vampires, and people who lack empathy. So I want to talk a little bit about my personal struggle as I do consider myself an empath, perhaps an HSP, maybe both, um, but definitely a lot of these intuitive gifts. Uh, I was an extremely sensitive child. I was sort of an outcast, a loner. Uh, I sort of felt alone my whole life, honestly, and, and I was okay with that. You know, I didn't necessarily feel pained by it um i definitely always felt a deep desire to help people uh and love you know other people when uh, and, and make them happy I was sort of a, a people pleaser and that was just sort of my nature uh the issue that i ran into continuously and throughout my life is that i was born into a family and a community in a society that was narcissistic they took full advantage of people like myself the givers the healers the artists the kind ones, you know the soul the sensitive souls and because of it, because of my sensitivities and, and my my talents and my gifts, I was I was bullied. and I was mocked for my differences, and I was picked on for what seemed like just no other reason uh, than I was sort of just weak, or at least I appeared to be weak, and and definitely wounded. People would make small comments, and they would just shatter me. I mean, some of the some of the hurtful comments were almost worse than let's say the the physical pain. Uh, the the because of being so sensitive, being so attuned to the energies, uh, I was just awkward. Right, I felt everyone's energy, always trying to balance energies. I, I didn't know that at the time, but ultimately, I was trying to to fix the world, to heal people. And ultimately, it was it was people who, who didn't show any appreciation because they themselves had no interest in in becoming more self aware and and healing. And uh, if it basically, I, I felt all the dysfunction. I almost took it on by myself, and I felt like uh, like it was my responsibility to to heal the world or heal my family. Now. Some of the talents that I did have kind of freaked me out. I was sort of able to see things that would happen in the future. I got like a flash of insights and then later on they would come true. I had this keen ability to, to know people's intentions intuitively and overall I just had a lot of these spiritual gifts. So today I, I feel deeply blessed by these gifts. And I'm, I'm grateful that I worked to, to refine them and, and to, to be able to use them to help myself and others. But for the longest time, I hated my sensitivities. I, was, I just abhorred my flaws. Right In a sense, I became my own enemy. I was continuously self-criticizing, self-bullying, self-sabotaging, and, and engaged in many, many self-destructive tendencies. So since healing my wounds and becoming whole and learning these vital life skills, such as self-compassion, self-care, self-love, boundaries, I have a deep sense of gratitude and pride for my gifts and for being sensitive, and ultimately, I've been able to use my gifts and talents talents to change the lives of hundreds of people, uh, specifically using this this very platform, this this podcast. So, the point of sharing this 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 personal information uh, information is to express a few a few thoughts. Firstly, if this episode resonated with you, you're probably an HSP or an empath, and you probably have spiritual gifts you probably are, are, are uh, perhaps ashamed of your of your sensitivities of your gifts of your differences and it's important to understand that these are extremely powerful gifts you were given these gifts for a reason and while it might seem like a curse they only seem that way until you learn to accept them to use them to change the world to nurture them and then they become a blessing to yourself and anyone who comes in contact with you and it may take many years of trauma and abuse and heartbreak And I've heard once that that sometimes you need the the, the trauma to refine these life skills, which definitely is a perspective. Um, But when we do focus on their power and we nurture them and we care for them and and when we we heal and we, we become whole and then we show ourselves love, compassion, that is how we change the world that is how we create in a way uh, that makes really all the pain worth it in a, in a very strange way all the pain that i've gone through because of my abilities and the skills that i have now and the life that i'm able to create uh, as a result of the of the the, the refinement of these of these uh, gifts in a way it's extremely fulfilling uh, and in a sense it almost makes it worth it to have gone through all of it so I want to thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And this is, this is a personal episode for me. This is deeply personal uh, because ultimately I spent years suffering and struggling and trying to figure out my place in the world and, and, and work towards understanding why I was the way I was. You know, Why did I go through these things? Why did I feel these things? Uh, what's the purpose? You know, It's not just, not just hell that I went through, but rather all these experiences allowed me to become closer to the person I was meant to be and to, to living out my purpose in this world. So I really hope this episode inspired you. To, uh, to refine your gifts, to not be ashamed of your sensitivities and realize that if you are in possession of these, you also have a responsibility to refine these gifts and bring them back to the world and give back because that is truly the most uh, unbelievable feeling. It is the most fulfilling thing. And um, you owe it to yourself. And I do believe the world to do that very thing. Thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the rest.